I also I, I want to be on the record that I absolutely do not like online toxicity. You heard it here, folks. Uh, I am the only person on this internet that abhors online toxicity. Wow, so brave. Thank you. Thank you. You can send your warm praises to... Um, warm the- praises. <laughs> Put your... To just, just say something into a microwave, shut the door, heat it up for 15 seconds, and you'll have a piping warm frame warm to phrase. send Hector's way. <laughs> That's Anytown USA, one, two, three, four, five. All right, you're listening to the uh, third episode of Exit Tangent. Quarantine Dispatch, the third episode in a saga of four dudes outliving the apocalypse together in isolation. A lot has changed in the last week. New love triangles have formed. and New polycules. New polycules have, have broken up. Uh, we're all eagerly awaiting to hear about the you know introverted lives of our wonderful hosts. I have here with me uh, the one and only uh, survivor of the... Pittsburgh area, uh, no McDaniel. Yep, it's it's just me, and a lot of empty buildings. But on the bright side, I can be naked in public. <laughs> I also have with me the lone survivor of Lowell, Massachusetts, Hector Iglesias. Uh, do you think that if uh, I go to the doctor, I can get a doctor's notice saying that like I'm exempt from like any like schoolwork? You know, because it's a fucking pandemic going on. Well, there are no doctors in Lowell because Miski just established that you're the only person left. Well, why didn't you? Why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you tell me that I was the only person in Lowell? <laughs> I did. I would, you know, that would that would have helped me. I mean, I was going around, you know, outside when I shouldn't have been, and one was wondering why there weren't any people here. But I thought, oh, you know, it's 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 not me, it's them. But no, it turns out it is me. Yeah, it is just you. And lastly, there are two people living in Cambridge. Me and Hadrian. Hadrian? That's right. Representing the east side of Cambridge. Uh, coming at you dead. You know, I can't be certain that there are other people out there because I haven't seen them. Like, wait, is that like some sort of object permanence that you don't have or something? Oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's time for a new segment of Exit Tangent where someone gets called on the phone. Yeah, it's my mom. We're doing uh, crank calls over here tonight. <laughs> We're going to be crank calling Miski's mother. Uh, huh. Yes, mom. I'm positive. <laughs> While I take a quick departure, please talk about your family's relation to medical the medical system oh no without misky we have no direction this is horrifying this is me doing the scat scatty do uh without misky telling me that i can't do that yeah i mean that's been a huge problem for the last uh 40 episodes which is weird because we've only been doing three episodes <laughs> it is kind of weird i don't know i uh well i'm gonna completely disregard misky's question because i think it's stupid but uh what i will do instead is just talk about uh you know what i've been doing i've just been chilling you know vibing here in my bed as i do vibing with biden hey well actually you know what i can't i can't do that anymore unfortunately i can no longer vibe with uh 
now accused sexual predator uh, or uh, sexual assaulter. Did that come up again? You mean, this is like, I don't know what, like, this is probably the nth time it has happened, but this one is, we didn't talk about this last week, I think, because I think it happened after our recording. Uh, there's a woman, uh, her name is Tara Reed, who had been uh, interviewed by, you know, several media outlets. At least uh, there was an article by a reporter called Ryan Grimm from uh, The Intercept that first broke the story. And then she got interviewed by Katie Halper on her own podcast. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And of course, I am lying. They did not snowball it from there because the main stream media, as I guess a lot of people like to call it, uh, didn't really pick it up, even though it's pretty credible. Um, I guess, long story short, she used to work for Biden uh, back in the 90s. And I believe it was 93 when the incident happened where he... Uh, did stuff to her that you know she obviously did not consent to and left her scarred for life uh but uh but hey you know you know he it's, it's just pure malarkey um you know that that like what is it that that father john misty album pure malarkey yes uh, <laughs> but uh um but yeah so unfortunately hadrian i i can no longer you know sit here on my bed in in good conscience and and vibe with uh with biden you know, I I do have a tendency on this show, even before the quarantine dispatch began, of uh, going off on some dumb shit, which is ba- which is basically like the entire like last fifteen minutes of the previous episode, which is me going off on some stupid shit. Um, and, and and I guess I do want to like be I guess serious for a second and sort of like uh, acknowledge the sort of seriousness of, of that uh, of that claim because it's like th- there were sort of like um, rustlings in the wind uh, several months ago back when there were 25 people running for president about uh, Joe Biden's sort of like vague creepiness where he would like you know like hug people from behind or like smell people's hair and things like that you know just like just just like this sort of like weird things that like some people like would sort of take offense to or some other people would kind of find endearing and um, to know that there is this sort of like um, fairly credible case of, um, of, of sort of sexual assault that has, um, that has sort of like made the rounds of this, of, of the sort of like, I guess, leftist underground media networks, like the intercept and, uh, and like useful idiots and things like that, um, is really disconcerting. And the fact that uh, nobody's talking about it is like, on the one hand, like coronavirus has sort of taken over the, the sort of like media landscape. And it's kind of the only thing that anybody's talking about. As far as I know, I don't really follow, the media that much so i guess i'm just talking out of my ass here my apologies for that i guess you're totally right yeah no i no you're, you're right i mean it's pretty much it's yeah it's either the pandemic that's going on or uh governor uh, cuomo's uh, nipple piercings yeah but i will i will say that like um <laughs> the, the the democratic party is usually pretty good about dumping people who have uh who, who have demonstrated sort of like sexual predatory uh, behavior in the past, like a big example of this, I think was a uh, Senator Al Franken, um, yep. who was, mm-hmm. who, who resigned from the democratic party as soon as he was accused of, uh, of sexual assault of a similar kind. Um, so like, um, given the sort of, uh, extenuating circumstances of this, uh, of, of, of this universe that we're in right now, um, it's kind of, um, like, I, I guess, like, this would be an interesting sort of, like, crossroads for the Democratic Party because they've been so adamant about doing whatever is necessary to, like, you know, make sure that, like, uh, a sort of, like, moderate 
uh, Democrat sort of like uh, takes the helm of the of the of the election like under any circumstances, which is why they put forward you know Joe Biden of all fucking people, um, and like the fact that they aren't picking it up is extremely worrying and sort of. And, and of course, sort of like hypocritical. But at this point, like I've seen so many sort of, I guess, dirty tricks uh, on their part that like it's like, like, like this is one thing where it's like th- this sort of uh, turn of events is like sort of disgusting and, and terrible that, that, that this hasn't been like making the rounds at a, at a higher level and that the Democratic Party hasn't really said anything or done anything about it so far. But, like, unfortunately, like, given the circumstances, there has to be some sort of, like, benefit of the doubt here. Like, not not a whole lot, because this is terrible, and, like, and like it should be dealt with, because it's, like, like every everything about Joe Biden, like, in the current state that we're in is just, like, so, like, wildly, like, unappealing. Like, it's just so shocking that they had decided to back this horse be- just because he won one state. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I, hopefully there's a point in there somewhere. Well, um, the, the thing, so you guys remember, well, you remember the uh, Kavanaugh, like, hearing. There was, uh, trying to get uh, the person's name, uh, do you guys remember her name? Uh, it was something Blasey Ford? Professor Ford? Yes, Chris, Christine Blasey Ford, yeah. So, if you remember, uh, I believe uh, her accusations um, amounted to, like, a he said, she said. I think, and uh, comparing it, and then there was like a lot of outrage, like, don't get me wrong, and like, rightfully so, um, especially with just like how Kavanaugh um, sort of uh, acted in, in the hearing was just like really stupid, um, especially was just like, I don't know, the whole beer thing was like really funny, but is really concerning coming from like a, a now, you know, Supreme Court justice. But uh, what I was going to say was that like, there was a lot of outrage at the time, with this whereas you flash forward now with Tara Reid and it isn't exactly he said she said because she did tell um like people close to her I think you know some of her like family and even friends and those were like corroborated by uh like Ryan Grimm from The Intercept from that same like piece that he like uh, that broke out last week um of course like you know Biden's gonna like say no and like his campaign is gonna decline and stuff but uh, I do feel there is like a, it's, it's like, it's, I don't know how much more, uh, I don't know, evidence or is, is, uh, compared from, from this case compared to like the, the Christine Blasey Ford and Kavanaugh, uh, case. But I think the fact that like, I feel it's a little bit more credible. Uh, I really don't like saying that, but I feel because this one is a little bit more credible. And the fact that, like, as you said, there's not getting a lot of media coverage is just downright disgusting uh but it's not going to go away like are you going to hear it like six months from now is going to be like instead of a sleepy joe it's going to be a look at that creepy joe over there having his disgusting hands on women and girls like that uh you're going to hear that from like trump's campaign and like attack ads um like a half a year from now be uh, in the running for the general election so i don't know i mean uh unless biden can somehow like uh I don't know. The, the only way that Biden I can, Biden can get my vote is if he does uh, six consecutive somersaults. <laughs> uh, but but that's but that's only because my standards are very low. That and that and that and a uh, uh, you know Medicare for all. But but then again, you know, again, my standards are very low. I'll vote for him if he can eat six saltine crackers in one minute. Um, no. Um, <laughs> 
the 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 thing so so i i i think i realized the point that i was trying to make which is basically that like the democratic party has this air of like integrity and decorum civility reasonableness all this sort of stuff is the kind of like it, it that seems to be like the the sort of offer of the Democratic Party in the, in this time, it's like, oh, we're the reasonable people. We're not like going out like with with our unite the right rallies and shit like that. So like this is this is the sort of uh, this is a sort of moment where that uh, particular sort of uh, illusion that the Democratic Party like puts up is on the line. Like dealing with this particular situation, this is like a sort of critical moment for that like part of this uh, of of like the, the the sort of like front that the Democratic Party like sort of puts forward about itself. So what's the next steps, I guess? Does the Democratic Party just fold? I mean, I, I certainly hope so, but... <laughs> I don't know if we are really, like, the people to say what the next steps are. It's just... This is, <laughs> this is like the Russia shit, where it's just like, you just kind of sit there and you're just like, oh gosh, I hope nothing bad happens. But it's like, really, it's out of our hands at this point, especially given the circumstances. I, I, I think, if anything, like, it would just come down to, like, whether or not we, as, like, individuals, just, like, support the party and, like, it's, like, what it stands for and, you know... I, I certainly don't. Um, so you're a Republican. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, <laughs> according to our two-party system, yes, it does mean I am a de facto Republican. Uh, no, but uh, actually, uh, I think one thing uh, that Hadrian mentioned, like talking about like uh, pillows and stupid shit. Um, I don't know if you know the the My Pillow guy, uh, the guy with the yeah, mustache. I heard that. Uh, well, uh, for the folks of you out there who who uh, are unawares, uh, but maybe do know about the My Pillow guy, you know, he's the guy with with you know those commercials about My Pillow and uh, how his pillows are fantastic. Well, it turns out not only are his pillows fantastic, but uh, he's also got a fantastic hard on for um, for the Trumpster, uh, which of course is like you know I guess everybody knows he's like you know. A Republican and stuff, but what people don't know is that he's also got a hard on for QAnon conspiracy theories. <laughs> uh -oh. But uh, and it was funny because like I thought like oh you know my pillow guy I'll just see his stuff on like social media or anything like there's no harm from that. But then you you see him at like some uh, press conference that like Trump had like a day or two ago where he's like addressing like the entire country uh, about like ventilators or whatever, and he, and then Trump is just like there like looking like. The person from uh, Wheel of Fortune, I think Vanna White. Yeah, uh, and he, he's just like there, like with his hands, uh, like showing off like the ventilators from my, the My Pillow guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I never thought I'd, I'd get or like you know the country would be having to listen to um, a pillow manufacturer talking about um, you know the pandemic. But again, here we are. Is is it that he's He's a supporter of QAnon. What what is that? What is that QAnon stuff? Uh, he like he just like retweets like QAnon like conspiracy truthers, which I, at this point like honestly like it's it's already what twenty twenty like it's kind of gotten stale in my opinion. Like last year or even two years ago, I would have been like ha 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 QAnon. What a, what a what a laugh. What a hoot. But it, it's like two two years or even more. Like it's just find a new conspiracy to like you know talk about. Interesting. And are any of you guys members of the deep state? <laughs> I used to be, but it got too boring for yeah, me. Yeah, I turned in my card a couple years ago after, like, like, like just like the, the, the baby blood was getting a little stale, so I was just like, ah, I'm going to go off to greener pastures. No, I'm a member of the deep dish state. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
Hi, I'm Dan Rather Not Get Punched in the Face, and you're tuned in to the MIT Evening News. Our first story tonight, male pattern baldness. Is it a conspiracy pushed by the liberal news media to shame me into buying hair products, or is it just God's way of saying he doesn't love me? We have Murray Montana from the sports studio here with us in the studio. Murray, what can you tell us about this epidemic that is only plaguing me? Well, uh, Dad, I only know about basketball. So I can't really speak on the male pattern baldness except to say that there are basketball players who have had male pattern baldness. Or at least that's what the liberal media wants you to think. Back to you. Well, thank you, Murray. Uh, I guess this does mean that I have the genetics in me uh, due to my baldness to be able to play basketball successfully and possibly join the NBA. So right after this, I will be petitioning to uh, quit my job and uh, get hired on as part of the 76ers. Back to you, Tim. So over here on the West Coast, we've noticed that the ocean is about 400 feet higher than normal. And it's just sitting there, a giant wall of water. Uh, Meanwhile, my friend Tim Tam on the uh, Yosemite National Park. Can I I hear from Tim Tam over at the Yosemite National Park? Uh, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you mean Tim Tam S or Tim Tam L? You got to be specific. Tim Tam L. Oh, that's you. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm here next to the, the super volcano that is uh, uh, about to erupt. You got uh, people here coming here to Yosemite National Park uh, who have decided to uh, pray to the gods and uh, have, have taken their goat sacrifices uh, in hopes that the pandemic is able to uh, lessen in the, in the coming weeks. Oh, here is, uh, here is one person here. Uh, sir, uh, I, I see your goat has three legs. Does that have any significance to the sacrifice, or d- does it just have three legs? Well, uh, don't judge a goat by the number of legs it has. It's a perfectly good sacrifice no matter how many legs it has. Get off my dick. So, thank you for that report from Yosemite National Park. Next, I would like to ask some of our correspondents to talk about the upcoming next disaster. In January, we had a World War III almost start. In February, we were having a series of political instances around the world, uh, unrest, and now in in March, we have the rise of the the virus, the plague. Uh, I'd like to hear from uh, Tim Tam S. about what the next major disaster is going to be. Thank you. I was uh, talking to the local university's uh, most distinguished plague expert, and I have it on his authority that the next major plague is going to be 17-year-old TikTokers. In fact, we've already started to see their influence globally. And after the current epidemic passes, it's only really a matter of time before we're overwhelmed. By TikTok plague? Not TikTok itself, but the 17-year-olds who use it. Are they, like, becoming murderers? Like, what's the... Precisely. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you've heard of COVID-19, but have you heard of Visco-17? What's what's Visco? Honestly, I thought Visco was a media player. <laughs> like like what what's that like what's that like orange cone that like is it VLM or something like VLC. that? VLC. VLC. I thought that's what it was. Uh, but please please explain what Visco yeah, is. Yeah, I'm a VLC girl. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> have orange cones on my head. I have no idea what a visco girl is. I know it's a TikTok thing. It's it's like a specific kind of aesthetic that I don't know anything about because I'm like three months too old for it. Well, uh, according to uh, the Sun, the UK publication, a visco girl. Uh, is all about the accessories and very specific fashion taste. They wear iconic 90s scrunchies, brightly colored backpacks, seashell necklaces, and carry a, you guessed it, Bob, a hydro flask with stickers. They're all about saving the environment, which is why they're usually carrying a reusable straw. is there in the news i don't know the, the thing that i've just been like looking at every day is just besides like the pandemic and the fact that trump is like uh oh man this is like straight out of a this is like literally straight out of a dr strange love uh where uh trump is like you know the projections are you know say that you know it could be a million deaths but you know with the way that we'll be handling things you know we'll be bringing it down to like a hundred thousand two tops um 200 million Minimum. No, no, 200,000 or 100,000 or whatever. 200 billion. <laughs> it just like reminded me like so much of one of the officers from Dr. Strange, like the movie where he's like, you know, uh, he's talking about like all the people that might get killed from like a nuclear retaliation from Russia because one of their bomber planes is going to bomb one of their facilities. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, uh, sure, there, we have like, a few casualties here or there, you know, you know, I'm not saying we wouldn't get our hair must, uh, you know. Uh, but I do say more than, you know, 10 to 20 million killed tops. So it's like exactly the same thing that, uh, you know, Trump is doing with like how uh, his, his cabinet even, or I guess even him, like his administration has just been handling and mishandling this, this pandemic um, since, since January, I guess. It's uh, frightening. And I think even Governor Cuomo from New York was like, you know, oh yeah, uh, thanks to the models that Bill Gates' foundation like gave us, uh, possibly 19,000 deaths will be from New York. How many? 19,000. People? No, ducks. Yeah, 19,000 rats in the New York City subways are projected to die from the coronavirus. Huh. And I don't know, it's it's uh, and it's just pretty wild just like how they can just casually throw these numbers out there. Uh, I'm not saying like the models, it's like I, they're getting it for the models, but I'm just saying I guess like it's not good people is what I'm trying to tell you. Not good people. No, but, no, I, I, it's not good comma people. Yeah, I, I would say that like the like stunning lack of leadership present here um, makes it a lot harder to deal with this. Like l- l- like this would be the perfect time for someone to come over and and sort of like Bavarian fire drill style, just like assert their dominance over everyone and just be like, I'm handling this, everything's gonna be fine, blah 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 blah. But like that's not really happening. Uh, it, like at least where I'm sitting, um, like there is a sort of like shutdown or lockdown or whatever, but like. I don't feel particularly confident that anything is like under control like from anybody or that anybody like has the like competence or ability to like make this better than it can than it could be um or that it is going to be. What's a Bavarian fire drill? Uh that's like a that's like a thing from a TV tropes. I will do I will do a, a quick reading series from the Bavarian fire drill TV tropes page. A social engineering tactic to get what you need done by shouting that it's an emergency and giving orders. Huh. huh. That's a Bavarian fire drill. That's pretty interesting. I've never heard of that before. 
I think that would be helpful to have a Bavarian fire drill. Yeah, the um, the TV Trump's page does not say why it's called a Bavarian fire drill, which is pretty common in TV Trope's page to not explain why the hell they decided to call it that. You know, someday I'm going to go to Bavaria and I'll be in a movie theater and there'll be a fire and I'm just going to stand up and yell like, all right, everybody get down on the ground and tap your left shoulder three times with your right hand and everything's going to be okay. Are they going to break your kneecaps after that? You start yelling the Casper slided people. (laughs) Correct. All right, everybody, this, this plane is going down, but I need you guys to go to the left. And I, now I need you to take it back now, y'all. Okay, one hop this time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! Like a scene, a scene just like that could come out of like one of those like very shitty like comedy films, like Airplane. Uh, well, okay, maybe like Airplane, but I, like a very modern one, I guess. Uh, like I can imagine it, and it's frightening. Um, some other thing that was frightening that happened to me the other day. It was not frightening, but it was uh, it shocked me. Um, I was mailing something to my dad, some important tax documents. And, uh, when I was coming back, you know, me being in this, like, you know, town here, everything's empty. So I'm just like walking by on the sidewalk. There's like nobody there, maybe a couple cars driving, but that's it. Um, and I'm walking, I'm listening to, um, some music and I spot like uh, a couple who are walking towards me. And, uh, I'm like, okay, you know, they're, they're walking towards me. I'm going to practice my good old social distancing by going onto the road, you know, and like looping, you know, swerving around them and going back on the sidewalk doing, you know, my duty as an American citizen, as a citizen of the world. Right. But you know what happens right when I'm about to do it, right when I'm very close to doing it. The two of them go out onto the road, go around me, and then go on the fucking sidewalk. How dare they? And I was just like thinking, like, did I just get social distance? I, I did that to somebody. And <laughs> and I don't know, I was just I was so upset. I was so pissed off. And I was like, I was gonna do it out of the goodness of my heart, you know, uh, out of everyone, you know. And then they did it to me. Like the the, the gall, the audacity. It's kept me up every single night. Uh, I haven't had much sleep, uh, many, many hours of sleep. Uh, haven't done any of my classwork because of it. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, I've just been, I've just been sitting here, like wondering uh, where things have gone wrong in my life for this to have happened. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how bad it must feel to to be robbed of the goodwill that you were obviously trying to impose upon other people, and for them to just snipe that goodwill. It's like when you're playing like a first-person shooter like Call of Duty, and somebody steals your kill. What a fucking asshole. Correct. It is, it is like that. It's exactly like that, yeah. I'm sitting here doing some math while you're talking, Hector. And uh, I think that the social distancing stuff is help- helping, though. I think that people are not getting as sick as they at the same rate they used to be. So Yeah, but what I'm saying is that I'm the one that's supposed to be doing that to people. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter who does it, right? It matters to me! Only I can be the Good Samaritan. Don't, don't you think that's a little selfish? Uh, you, do you think it's selfish to protect people from the virus? Because that's what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known. We're all choosing the selfish choice, and it's saving lives. Given that the airports are empty, all right, like all the airports around the country are just bare, like there's nothing there. Um, 
What would you do with your friends and a lot of cash and toys in an empty airport? My first thought is paintball battle. My second is uh, a huge pillow fort. Oh, from the My Pillow guy. Precisely, and my, and my third is uh, is combining the the first two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that that is a good idea to combine the pillow forts and the paintball because you need to have barricades, right? And like most of the barricades that you see, like yeah, like the the sort of like structure of an airport is a little confusing, and there's walls and stuff. But like really, like beyond the walls, there's just these like chairs that are like three feet high. So like it, it is important to set up some barriers, and I think the pillow fort will get you a long way for establishing good paintball arena barriers mm, at least for me i just uh you know me and my buddies and stuff would just like we just pretend to work at the duty-free uh alcohol store or whatever and then just like pretend to sell it to each other but like obviously like we don't have any money so the transactions are meaningless and we just like just continuously pass back and forth just like bottles of alcohol or cartons of cigarettes and uh and yeah just pass a day like that you know it's like your average uh, air, air airline employee. All right, let's let's do some bullshitting. How does the duty free alcohol people selling to each other go? And if it does, if, if this is just bullshit and it sucks, then I can cut it out of the podcast. Okay, let's let's role play. All right, all right like I, I see Miski, uh, like you know he's he, you know he's getting his bottle, or whatever. Hello. Huh? What? I, uh, can I have this bottle of uh, liquid? No, you're gonna have to speak up louder, Sonny. Can I have this bottle ah, of liquid? What? Can I have this bottle of liquid? No, you can't touch my nipples. <laughs> so I was thinking of combining these ideas. So I would I would take some paintball guns. I would take a truckload of my pillows. And I would also get a couple go-karts in the airport. And I would also raid the liquor from the duty-free and the cigarettes. So I'd be basically zooming around the terminals around at 60 miles per hour uh, with one a bottle of Svetka under one arm while I'm holding the wheel, drifting around with paintball gun on the other arm. And it would be like Mario Kart, but with lives on the line. <laughs> it's like death race, you know? Yeah, and all the items are just pillows that you throw at people. <clears throat> yeah, and paintballs. That sounds pretty exciting. The only, the only issue is is going through multiple terminals can be difficult in an airport, especially at Dallas, because like Hector has definitely been to Dallas Fort Worth Airport um, because I've seen him there. Wait, what? You wait, you saw me at DFW at one point? Yeah, we went, we were on the same flight coming back from Texas. Oh yeah. Anyways, small world. All right, so yeah, D- DFW is interesting in that all the terminals are separated by like I don't know, like fifty miles of land, and they're connected by like the SkyTrain. Oh yeah, I hate so, it. So like getting around in a go kart on that would be a little bit difficult. You would just need to do what they do in Mario Kart. Unless the go-kart is on the SkyTrain. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know how you're going to get it through the doors, but... No, I meant on top of it. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a new thought. A new thought technology. Or the go-kart is the SkyTrain. Mm. <laughs> I'm just imagining <laughs> someone just ramming the SkyTrain through the terminal and just being like, Honk, honk, I'm doing Mario Kart. Society has truly collapsed if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just all, all the, yeah, the entire universe is just receded into Dadaism, where it's just like, it's just like a picture of a train inside of a, inside of a gate terminal. It just says, I'm playing Mario Kart at all lowercase. <laughs> <laughs>
it's it's like those. Uh, it, I remember seeing this picture uh, back like, like like a year or two ago, where it was just like memes then versus memes now. It was like memes in like 2010, and it was like an advice animal of like the baby doing the doing the yes with, with his hand <laughs> and saying like when you get a, re- a an extra thing at the vending machine. And it was like memes now is just like a a low quality JPEG of a goose, and it said when you walk it. Or whatever. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned it because like, and also like data because I've uh, I've seen a couple of uh, I guess I guess I got introduced to uh, parts of the movement in my uh, it's sort of like a German history class. It's like on the Weimar Republic. It's so, like that period of Germany, and uh, like seeing some of those uh, people part of the movement who like did data est uh, like pieces. Uh, do remind me of sort of some of the more surreal stuff that uh, has come out in the past like few years in terms of memes. It's like uh, very interesting. Of course, like now it's it's like yeah, as you say, like it's either a low, uh, like a very deep deep fried um, meme or something where it's just like you know existence. Sure, why not? Uh, and it's just like a picture of like a frog, like bloated or something. Or it's got like meme man that like weird face three D model thing. Oh yeah. But then again, like that—that that is more of like a rehash of the uh, of uh, those old memes, uh, Rage Comics. Uh, so we're not—it's not—it's like nothing new. Like it's updated, sure, but it's like it's like uh, like the the Rage Comics stuff and like all those things that like came out like a decade ago were still original in a sense, mm-hmm. as opposed to like the stuff that uh, so it's as opposed to like the mean man stuff now. Wait, what? What about it is similar to Rage Comics? Um, I don't know what the like actual name of it is, uh, but like. The, I think they're called Wojaks. Like, all of those are literally just Rage comics, but just, like, drawn differently. Well, the Wojaks, like, the, the, the like, haha printer go brr, like, that's definitely, like, the Rage comic-esque thing. But, like, you have, like, I don't know, a picture of just, like, the me man wearing a suit with his arms folded that says stonks on it. Like, that's not really a Rage comic. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. I guess I was more talking about the Wojak stuff. Not, not like, uh, that one. Yeah, but there are so many, like, genres of memes that exist nowadays, and a lot of them are in the format of just, like, I guess, like, a pseudo-Twitter screenshot where it's just, like, a piece of text and then an image under it. Like, it's like it's like it's a Twitter screenshot, except it doesn't really look like Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but I think what I, like, like appreciate about, like, memes in general is just, like, their, uh, like, how transient they can be, and then also, like, you know, like, because they have, like, a very immediate effect, and then I guess what makes them really, like, valuable at the moment but uh what i don't like is when people like print them and then just like post them in places that's not how they're meant to be consumed yeah and like uh the reason why i say this is because like our very own student publication uh the 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 lack the leech the tech the tech the latech uh for some other joke like pieces that they publish like once a semester at the end like a lot of it is just like them printing memes or even like the articles are like a meme itself. And I just find it very uh, uninspiring and lame. When you say printing memes, do you mean like writing them out in text? Either either writing them out or, 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 or like either writing them out in text, like some of like those Twitter memes that you might see or, or like actually like pu- like publishing like 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 an actual like meme itself. Like 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 say you say it's like the stonks meme. Like, I think that might have been, like, one in the recent issue, maybe. I don't know. Or the joke issue. I, I just find it, like, I just find it lame. Not to say that you can't, not to say that you can't, like, do, like, talk, like, joke about internet culture in, like, a physical publication. Like, of course you can do that. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think, like, just reproducing it that way just, like, loses it. It loses the effect that it has, like, when it's, like, online. 
And uh, at least that's my own uh, opinion. I will say there is one meme that I saw in person that made me laugh. Uh, like, and that was like in the, uh, the, the ice dispenser in his campus. There was that picture that said like, this man dispenses the cubes. Without him, you are nothing. <laughs> like, I thought that was really funny. That's a good quality meme. A little, little abstract, but it's quality. I mentioned I wanted to talk about the Childish Gambino album. Have you guys listened to it? I have not. I have listened to other music. It's mediocre. Oh, good. I listened to the first half of it. How'd you feel about the first half of it? I, not super positively, not super negatively. There weren't any tracks that were particularly memorable. Also because it's hard to remember which one <laughs> it's called because they're all numbers. Yeah. Uh, I thought I liked the third one. Time? Or the, hmm. <laughs> See, th- this is why it's hard. No, the fourth one. Okay. Yeah. I gotta now. I gotta look at the track titles to try to remember which one it was. <laughs> uh, twelve thirty-eight. Twelve thirty-eight. Uh, is that the one where he talks about mushrooms? Oh, I, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about this album. Jesus Christ. It's going down a hill from here. <laughs> I, I was about to say that, that that was kind of like a weird like decision to like have this sort of like minimalist presentation like and especially like paired with the like kind of shoddy production it's kind of like it's like one way that that could be interpreted is like oh I was like really like trying to get this this music out to you as quickly as possible which is probably not true because like you know there's feels like summer on there which came out like a year and a half ago or whatever um, but another thing would just be that he didn't give a shit. Or that he, like, thought, like, at this point, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever and just, like, you know, record this in my bathroom and mix it in three hours and kind of just put it out there um, without even giving any of the songs titles except for a couple of them. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was kind of weird. And then, of course, and then I saw Fantano's review and he just, like, sort of shredded it. I thought he was pretty harsh on the album. But uh, then again, like, he's never really been a fan of Childish Gambino. Um, I will say, like, I, I sort of lost patience for the album as it was going on. Um, because like, like you, I listened to the first half of it and then I just sort of like for the last few tracks, I just sort of like, I was like, okay, this is like seven minutes long. Let me listen to, let me skip forward three minutes. Oh, it sounds exactly the same. Okay. I'm going to skip to the next track now. Um, and and so that was kind of like, that was one thing that was, uh, sort of annoying It's like, it's like for, for one, it's like, I could have done a better job mixing this album. Um, which is a little weird for me to be saying that with such confidence at this point in my life. Um, I guess, I guess like, you know, I did mix, I, I do have mixing experience for those of you who are listening to this, who, who, um, are, are not familiar with, with Fred Dusk. I mixed the demo tape and, um, I, I, I'm slightly better at mixing now than I was when I put that out, when we put that out in like August. And like, I think that like the mixes, the mix of this Chowder's Gambino album is about similar in quality to the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to the to the Fred Desk demo tape, which is very bizarre. Um, and another thing is that these songs are also fucking long. So it's like bringing this in as 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 a sort of like hobbyist musician. Like this is something that I like try to be cognizant of when like writing music of my own. Is like, do I really want like eight minutes of the same fucking like loop like section like over and over again? Like I don't know if anybody really wants that. The answer is no. The answer is no, and, and, and unless you're unless you're doing like a fucking like like dance track for people who are like on Molly or whatever, like then the answer is yes, yes. 
exactly. So, so, so that was one thing. I, I could have been a better producer for this album, basically. Like, w- like, like, if I was in this producer's chair, I would have, I would have said, "Mr. Gambino, first of all, I'm going to mix this to sound better. <laughs> Second of all, this album should be like 40 minutes long and not 57, which is too fucking long for this particular album." Like, like I was talking about this, like, sort of like amongst our like secret group chat about this podcast. Um, my hot take upon listening to the album was just like in that sort of a emotional annoyance state was like I don't think an album should be longer than 40 minutes obviously that's like kind of bullshit like albums can be longer than 40 minutes and they're very like good great successful albums that are longer than 40 minutes yeah you have that uh you have that uh swans to be kind you have the swans record some people would argue that frank ocean's blonde is a, is a good record I have I don't have the patience for it personally um i uh to pimp a butterfly definitely is like 75 minutes and it's like one of the greatest albums you know of the, of the 2010s um and so like there, there there are some albums that like can be longer but like but like there is so much that you can like fit in 40 minutes like there are some great albums that are like pretty short like igor obviously excellent album only 36 minutes long um you like 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 a lot of the king gizzard albums are like at most 40 minutes long um like there isn't really that much that like that like you can't say like within a 40 minute album like sort of situation and especially like when the songs themselves are like eight minutes long and they're not really going anywhere it just feels kind of weird like there are some songs where it that that do deserve to be that long and i would say that like you know like mortal man or like uh, sing about me i'm dying of thirst like those are 12 minutes long and they deserve to be but like most songs don't need to be that fucking long just like do it, it it's like that uh the kids see ghost uh that like audio clip at the end of fire or it's like just do that and then let the music do something and then do that again that'd be enough for a record i mean you only want two and a half minutes if you can get it you know three minutes max, 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 max. That, that's sort of my stance on songs these days do you guys have any thoughts <laughs> Because I just went off for however long. Well, I got a question for you then. Uh, so you had mentioned Igor. So what do you think about albums that have, uh, like, in comparison to to um, this Gambino album? Like, what do you think of albums that have like shoddy production, but can you know still be good? Because uh, I think Igor does have like, you know. The mixing is like whoa, whoa, whoa! Igor is perfect. <laughs> no, no, don't, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I love Igor, like almost as much as I love uh, Flower Boy. But what I'm trying to say is like it does, like the production between those two is like vastly different. Um, and uh, what do you, what do you, like in comparison to like Gambino? Like, do you think it has to do with like song length at that point, or because I think for Igor it works for me. I, again, I have not listened to the Gambino album yet because I've been listening to other other stuff. Basically, all I have to say about that is it's like entirely in the execution, right? Like if you decide to do to to like sort of like degrade the quality of your production, like for like like, like in a way that like is like internally consistent and like and like sort of like serves the music, then like yeah, go ahead and do that. There are a couple of production elements about Igor that I am not a huge fan of, like the vinyl crackle. Um, in some songs, I think is a little loud, um, but like, but like, other than that, like the production doesn't get in the way of Igor and sort of enhances it a little bit. Like, especially like that last song, "Are We Still Friends?" Like that sort of like kitschy like production. Like the first few times I listened to that song, it was just like very emotional, and I think that part of the p- part of that like sort of emotionalness of it like comes from the fact that it's kind of like this like low grade quality recording of it with this like sort of campy instrumentation and things like that. Um, whereas like with the Gambino album. I'll say that like like when I'm listening to the album 
it's just like some some elements of it are just like really distracting like the transition parts um like can be like super obnoxious at times where it's just like okay what the fuck is happening right now like at the end of algorithm like i like the song algorithm but like i i don't really want to listen to it very often because like the last 30 seconds is just a bunch of bullshit and it's like why did you put that in what um and then like there are some songs where like I, I'm just, like, confused because, like, Childish Gambino is, like, super low in the mix, and it's, like, I've heard from people that the lyrics of this album are, like, very, like, heartfelt and important and all this sort of stuff, but if I can't understand what the fuck you're saying, then, like, what, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and it's not, it's not, like, Death Grips, where, like, the, the, the vocals are sort of, like, stylized in this way that sort of, like, adds to the atmosphere of the music. No, it's just Gambino, it just sounds too fucking quiet in the mix. Um, so, so it's like, it, like, like part of it lies in the execution and how it like serves the like sort of musical soundscape, uh, I guess is how I would answer that question. We have a bit for us to do, which is predict this trend. Ooh, yeah. I'm so excited. What is it? So, the first question is, do you think that with everyone living at home and stay-at-home orders, that inter-family relations will increase or decrease? What is that? What do you mean by increase? What's a relation? Uh, The happiness involved in a relationship. Do you think that families will get closer or farther apart? Emotionally, you should you should probably call on us because this is a phone call and it's kind of difficult to. Like, I was hoping you'd all just say something all at once. <laughs> oh, at least we all speak at the same time. All right, three, two, one, increase. Oh. Damn. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I was about to go on a long like like rant or spiel, and I thought that's what everyone's gonna do. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking that too. <laughs> Well, now I'm like not going to do it. Not, I'm not going to do it anymore because I'm shy. Three, two, one. Decrease. For 12 years, you have been asking, who is John Galt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I think that they will go up. I think people will get closer, and I think that this uh, this pandemic will bring people together. Does anyone have an opposition to that? Hadrian. Oh okay. Um well, um there there's there's a famous line that mentions that hell is other people. And I think that like uh especially with uh with families like my family, uh shout out to my family if you're listening. Uh distance can be healthy and in fact good uh for familial relationships such as like the sort of uh somewhat dysfunctional uh family situation uh that I that I that I come from. And like being forced to like be in close captivity with my with my family for a long period of time would probably bring back some demons that have been long gone. So I would say decrease. Yeah, but then you can get like a, a priest like who can like zoom in to your family's household and just like perform any you know exorcisms if, if they need be. Not during a quarantine. What the fuck are you crazy? Yeah, like they could just zoom. Oh, oh! They zoom in. Oh, I thought, that's, what I, that's what I said. They fly in through the window or something. Like uh, they just like blast their like ethereal form at you, like Luke Skywalker or some shit. Well, I don't know. I, I thought I thought with how pervasive, 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 um, you know, Zoom technology is now with uh, 
I, I thought it was, it was already like a verb that you say, like, you know how like, it was like, oh, I'm going to go Google it. Or oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Pornhub it, you know, things like that. Like it's like a verb <laughs> that you, that you do. Right. But, uh, okay. Well, I guess, I guess I was wrong. Well, well for me, you know, you know, using, you know, I, I personally think, you know, uh, Ayn Rand has like a couple things that, that, you know, we can learn from, you know, from her. Like what? Uh, in particular, like, uh, I haven't heard that on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in particular, you know, just like, you know, trying to be very individualistic and not giving shit about, you know, anyone else. So if you're, you know, there with your family, like if, if everyone, you know, just, uh, only cares about their own person and no one else, then sooner or later, there wouldn't be anyone left in the household to exist because everybody would just perish from, you know, natural causes, uh, natural causes being like hunger and thirst. Uh, so, uh, oh, and besides that, like, you know, if, if uh, one of you needs to be taken care of because you might have, you know, uh, caught the virus, then, you know, by following Ayn Rand's principles, you uh, lock him into lock him in a room and tell them, you know, eat shit and die. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they do it. And then you wouldn't have to worry about, uh, anything because it would, you know, increase your own utility. And if it decreases someone else's, well, who gives a shit? You're, you're the, you're the protagonist of your, uh, adventure. So is this increase or decrease? Oh, I, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't have a confident answer. It, it, it obviously varies depending on the situation. Something I was thinking about kind of along those lines though is, like you, you like I, th- I think a lot of people have heard, at least in the context of romantic relationships, like the term "quality time." Before, is like oh, like ways like strengthen relationships is by spending quality time together. Uh, and I think there's kind of like an implicit assumption, at least for a lot of people, that just like more time means more quality time, which isn't I don't think necessarily true. And like spending a lot of time cooped up without being able to go out and actually do anything or like share experiences outside of the house. Mm-hmm like may or may not be like a productive like way of spending time with people. Yeah, I guess the adjective does a lot of work there in this particular case. Yeah. I would like to call this time period the International Space Station Challenge and everyone is doing it at the same time. Are you saying that we all have to go up to the ISS and lick it? No. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what you mean by the the international space station challenge? Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not an astronaut or anything. You have to swallow one spoonful of space dust and try not to cough. No, it's 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 that we're all living in these uh, these enclosed standardized spaces, i.e., houses and or apartments or whatever. <laughs> that that whatever is also uh, carrying that that sentence as well. Yeah. And uh, it's like the people on the space station, you know, they, they can't just like open the door and walk out into space because they'll die. Uh, and <laughs> if, if I <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what, the, the thought that it came to my head was like, if they really wanted to, they could just or like they, they hated the guts of everyone that was in the ISS. They could just be like, I'm taking you guys with me. And he just like opens the door and then there's just like, you know, what can they do? Unless, like, NASA, like, thought of, like, you know, some, you know, precautions for that by, like, chaining up everyone to the walls of the ISS. But then you couldn't do any work. Yeah. Also, I think there are, like, airlocks and shit that prevent you from just opening a fucking door into space. I don't know. I'm not an astronaut either. Well, that's true. But then again, like, you know, a lot of safety measures, you know, don't take into account that maybe the person's an idiot. 
uh, and can somehow bypass it with their idiocracy. I mean, that's why they don't hire stupid astronauts. I'm pretty sure. Hey, well, well, uh, uh, you say that, but Homer Simpson went to space. That's true. I'm sorry for not yes ending you earlier. <laughs> so it's true. They do send dumb people to space. They sent a dog to space. Wow, that's the stupidest animal. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. You think Laika was a Russian operative? <laughs> I know for a fact that dog was a Russian operative. Are you a Russian operative? I'm not a dog. <laughs> How can I be so sure? Do you have any more trends that you'd like to ask us about, Miski? Yeah, I, I have a second trend, actually. How many trends do you have? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not do seven? <laughs> Why didn't you just say two? Two would have been funnier. I want to talk about more things in this episode. <laughs> all right, let's do a lightning round and just get them all out of the way. All right? Rapid fire. Let's not waste so much time on each one and just give get some answers out there. All right. People are on the edge of their seat waiting for answers from these trends, from us. I hope not, because then they're going to fall off. Yeah. You know what? They just might. All right, I'm on the edge of my dresser. Let's go. So the second trend is, do you think people are playing more video games now that they're stuck at home all day? Hey, Adrian, yes. Okay. Hector? Uh, uh, If you mean video games, you mean like uh, video games? Then I'm going to have to say... um, Definite, maybe positive. Yes, you're very bad at lightning round sector. Uh, yeah, I know. I can't think. F- I can't think fast. Right. Noah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Trend number three is with everyone staying at home and not being able to enjoy the the world of interpersonal relationships. Is the number of kids produced going down or going up? Adrian. Down. I'm gonna be bad at the lightning round for a second, just to just to put out, just to make people mad. Uh, that like, um, so non-essential surgeries are being banned um, as a result of the crisis, and Texas decided that abortions count as non-essential surgeries, and that shit pisses me the fuck off. I, I know I saw that, but I'm pretty sure there was like a judge that like uh, struck it down temporarily. I think so. I think they're still fighting it. Mm. Uh, but yes, I, I do agree with you. Well, yeah. that's good. Anyways, back to the lightning. I'm sorry. Noah. I'm going to hesitantly say they'll increase. All right. And actor. Yeah, I'm going to say they're also going to increase because, like, you know, the only thing that's on everyone's mind is, like, fucking. And, like, uh, even within families, like, it, it's going to be very disgusting. But uh, Excuse me? What? Hold up. <laughs> 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 what? Is this, is this what Bisky was saying when he said inter, interfamilial relations earlier? <laughs> no. Like, I, I, I know, like, you'd like to say incest is wincest, but, you know, let's tone it the down. It's trend. a pandemic. Holy shit. I just, I, we, we just opened up a time capsule from 2009. Oh, my God. Trend four. <laughs> it gets worse. All right. So, trend four is... A lot of people have been talking about strikes and, uh, and how workers uh, on the front lines of these essential resources are not being treated well. So do you think that the minimum wage will go up or go down as a result of COVID? <laughs> hey, Adrian. They're going to abolish the minimum wage. Stick it to those sanitation <laughs> workers. Uh, Noah. 
I don't know if it's actually going to change as a result of this, but it's certainly not going to go down. <laughs> and Hector? Uh, well, uh, Hadrian stole my answer, but I guess another one I would say was that, was that uh, they'll increase the minimum wage, but only for one person. So that way everyone gets to like hate on that one person and, and like, you know, like continue working. Uh, that one person will live as a king, but will be rejected by his his uh, peers. Oh, so it's like it's like boot camp solidarity or whatever, or like that scene in Full Metal Jacket. Yes, yes. So uh, that, that that's my take on this. All right, trend number five. So with everyone at home, that's how all these trends start. Uh, with everyone at home, the amount of internet usage has dramatically gone up, and some people think that internet should be a human right. Do you think the number of people who believe this will go up or down as a result of COVID? Starting with Hector. Wait, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I I was looking at my phone. Uh, I you know my script. I couldn't find my script, so I don't know what to say here. Uh, so, just answer up or down. I don't remember the question. The question was: uh, Do you think that people are going to stop looking at their phones during podcasts? <laughs> Well, if 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 the question is if they're going to stop looking at their phones, uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it down. We have the data, so that's good. We have the technology. The actual question was: uh, Do you think that people will accept internet as a human right? Oh, that was a question. Okay, because for a second, I honestly, genuine, honest to God, here, you know, putting my hands, clasping them together, I thought you said that with all the people on the internet, that people are just going to forget about human rights. That's the next trend. <laughs> well. Uh, I, I, I do say yes, uh, like very serious thing, uh, especially with like us being like college students, uh, like the people in my house, we didn't have like Wi-Fi at all for like a good week or two. Um, and like we were scrambling to get Wi-Fi and we were able to get it like two days ago, I think, which is good, right in time for classes. But there are people who probably don't have, or don't have access to Wi-Fi and the fact that like they have to still do online classes uh, sucks. Uh, and like also not being able to like have the resources they would have at like MIT. So uh, I do think that, uh, you know, I am hopeful that, like, you know, people see, like, you know, the internet, or at least access to the internet is, like, a right, because it is, uh, whether you like it or not, it is, like, an essential part of, of your life. Uh, of, of course, you don't have to, like, you know, spend your days, like, you know, every fucking day on the internet, but uh, it is useful. I'm pretty sure I spend every day on the internet. I, yeah, I, I do, too. Okay, fine, I do, too. Um, and, yeah, but... <laughs> uh, I just didn't want to say it. I'm I'm an honest person, you know. Oh, you're a non. All right, Noah. Yeah, I, I I think that it'll slightly increase, and what I think will increase even more are people who support uh, publicly funded internet access. Ah, like hotspots in town squares. Not not hotspots, but like a municipal broadband networks. It, it, it's not very common. I I think uh, Nashville has done it uh, to pretty resounding. Uh, approval huh interesting and adrian i think this is kind of like a maslow's hierarchy of need situation like healthcare isn't considered a human right in america like i'm not trying to get like points on the board here for being like oh he's so like he's saying the brave stuff or whatever like we all sort of like, <laughs> like sort of agree that healthcare is a human right I, I presume the four of us on the show at least but like that that is kind of a thing where we're like yeah the internet like should also the internet should be considered a utility i think um but like in any case like you were asking about the trend i think it'll probably increase slightly but like i said because of the maslow's hierarchy of needs situation like i think people are going to be more focused on like more basic primal stuff than the internet hmm probably for the time being at least all right trend number six 
Do you think that as the quarantine goes on, people will be uh, a bigger fan of trends or uh, less of a fan of trends? <laughs> Adrian. Um, uh, abstain. Noah. Trend, baby, trend. Hector. I think you're uh, leading the question there by uh, asking these questions, these trend questions during a pandemic. Yes, this is, this is true. Trend seven, with everyone sitting on their butts uh, and only reading text and very infrequently talking like we're doing now, will uh, millions of Americans forget how to speak their English language, starting with Noah. Not a hot take. None of us speak it to begin with. Ah, uh, Hector. No sé qué está diciendo, señor. And Hadrian. <sighs> All right, that winds up the trends section of the show. There are no more trends. <laughs> oh wait, we have another bit to do. What? It's the the facial hair update. Oh. I have uh, a full beard. I have only shaved my neck so that I no longer have a neck beard. How about you, Hadrian? Why am I always the first one that gets picked? Because I see you first on my screen. Okay. It's affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> Misky's the only white person on this podcast. <laughs> Again, affirmative action. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, man. Just, like, wait for all the fucking racist edgelords to, like, who, like, listen to this and just be, like... They're like, ah, oh, yes, my beliefs are confirmed by this, like, sample size of four schmucks. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, um, I have not shaved my neck because I'm irresponsible. And, like, I will say I do have a pretty full beard, just, like, about the longest that it usually gets before I, I get frustrated and shave it off. But, you know, there's nowhere to get my hair cut, so um, that's something I'm going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And Noah? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm rocking some mean stubble right now, boys. Just stubble? Yep. Just double. All right. And Hector? Yeah, I've got like uh, eight hair follicles that I counted on my chin. Uh, <laughs> but they're all like 10 inches long, right? No, 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 no. Well, well, well so like the, the, the eight hair follicles are actually bunched up on like my right cheek, uh, but like be, be lo- like near my chin. Uh, they're just like all bunched up there. Um, the eighth one, however, is uh, uh, next to my uh, left nostril. But anyway... Um, they're not long. Um, you you can't actually you can't actually see them um, without like uh, a help from uh, ultraviolet rays, but uh, but they're there. Uh, I'm wondering uh, what the there's gonna be a, a, a surge of thoughts and prayers. Uh, in, in, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, oh, that's and, trend number eight. And uh, oh, uh, the hidden trend. And you know, how do you think uh, you know this is going to affect other epidemics or uh, you know terrible situations? Like, for instance, currently uh, there are no school shootings happening at the moment because schools are closed. <laughs> so all the thoughts. And all, so uh, uh, this is important. This is important. So all the thoughts and prayers that are supposed to be sending over to the children's way. And these schools are now instead going to all the people around the world who are being quarantined and self-isolating in their homes. Um, so I'm just, I'm just curious how this, you know, if there's like some sort of like conservation of uh, thoughts and prayers going on here. If there's like a, some sort of symmetry law that like says 
that uh, there's like a converse, a conservation of thoughts and prayers. Uh, you know, uh, f- at one moment, uh, there could be a lot of thoughts and prayers for, for shootings, but in another moment, it's like for a pandemic. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, Steve, wait, um, I think that... Uh, no, not, that's not... My name is not Steve. It's, it's, just, it's just Hector. Sorry. Well, heck, Steve... <laughs> Um, I, I think that this surge in the, uh, in, in the thoughts and prayers economy is, is going to have similar effects to the effect on Saudi Arabia after the drop in oil prices. Heaven will have a really hard time recovering from this thoughts and prayers surge. I want to go on the record that I don't like school shootings. Okay.